Luke 22 31-32 says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. This text occurred when Jesus and his disciples had Passover supper, and each of the disciples had strife with each other as to who would be the greatest among them. Jesus encouraged them to be servants at heart as he had been because the greatest serve. He also told them that because they continued with him throughout his time of testing, he would appoint a kingdom unto them as the Father did him. And they would eat and drink at his table in his kingdom. And sit on a throne as judges, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Then he told Simon, Peter, that the enemy wanted to have him, to sift him as wheat. Some believe that Jesus spoke of the disciples' upcoming ministry as apostles, guiding the church, kingdom of God, on Christian matters as they spread the gospel. Others feel Jesus was speaking of eternity. Either way, he warned Peter of the enemy's attempt to rob him of his future. To sift is to separate something, especially something to be discarded, from something else. Additionally, it means sorting out what is useful or valuable. So, when you sift something, you sift out the bad or unnecessary and keep the good part. But, unfortunately, the enemy of our souls is trying to sift out what God has placed inside us. Our adversaries come to steal, kill, and destroy us, therefore wrecking or bringing to a halt the gifts and abilities God has given us. John 10:10. Everything good about us, the kingdom of darkness, desires to sift out. Like he did Simon Peter, I believe Jesus is interceding that our faith fails us not. So, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we won't fear evil. And, when the doctor gives a negative report, our faith doesn't fail us. He continually intercedes that our faith won't fail us, and we give up on those unsaved loved ones. But, He doesn't want us to be weary in well-doing cause we are about to reap if we faint not, and our faith doesn't fail us. I believe He doesn't want our faith to fail us and we fall into periods of depression and lose our will to keep fighting the good fight of faith. Jesus doesn't want us to lose heart, and our faith fail us when disappointments come, and we thought things would be much better by now. The Lord doesn't want our faith to fail us and to feel all our labor, blood, sweat, tears, and prayers, were in vain. Moreover, He doesn't want our faith to fail us because we feel all alone in our situation. Jesus doesn't want our faith to fail us, and we walk away from God. He doesn't want our faith to fail us in seasons when we feel the weight of the world is on our shoulders. The Lord doesn't want your faith to fail while you await your breakthrough. Likewise, He doesn't want your faith to fail when you take two steps forward and get knocked back three. Jesus is interceding for you, so your faith doesn't fail you when you have done all you know to do, to stand firm. He doesn't want your faith to fail when your spouse has been unfaithful. Our Savior doesn't want your faith to fail when you have five kids and no money to feed them. He doesn't want your faith to fail you when you feel overwhelmed and you can't see past your current circumstances. The Lord Jesus doesn't want your faith to fail you when you feel overlooked and undervalued. Likewise, He doesn't want your faith to fail you when you've got to start all over from scratch. God doesn't want your faith to fail you when the doctors say they are all out of answers. Likewise, He doesn't want your faith to fail when you suddenly find yourself widowed and lacking identity. Let me flip it. The Lord doesn't want your faith to fail you when you have plenty of money in the bank, and all your bills are paid. Likewise, He doesn't want your faith to fail you when all your dreams come true. He doesn't want our faith to fail us when we get the promotion, when He brings us healing, when He delivers our children, when the business is booming, when the church begins to grow, when everything works out just like we hoped they would because He doesn't want our faith to fail us, and we begin to take our focus off Him in the good times. Jesus is interceding because He doesn't want your faith to fail when you feel you are in over your head. Because the kingdom of darkness desires to use those situations, good or bad, to sift you as wheat.
The enemy wants to filter all the good out of you and leave you broke, busted, disgusted, and can't be trusted. But the Bible shows us that Jesus speaks to the Father on our behalf. Romans 8:34 says, He is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Then 1 John 2 1 says Jesus is our advocate with the Father, and from Hebrews 7:25, we learn that Jesus ever liveth or, always lives and is on the job, to intercede for us. Luke 22:32 says, And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. When you have experienced a turnaround in your life. When things work out together for your good, according to Romans 8:28, because you love God and are called according to His purpose. When you have held on until the breakthrough. When God enlightens you about your circumstances. When your change and restoration come to you, strengthen the brethren. When we strengthen the brethren, we use our experiences to uplift others, comfort them, and warn them of the temptations of the enemy and the desire of the kingdom of darkness to appeal to our flesh and sift us. The adversaries or our souls do this by getting us to use our time, energy, gifts, and talents to further the world's agenda and not God's. This happens when political parties, politics, social movements, our own race, our own opinions, popular opinion, celebrities, traditions, personal attention, etc., become more of a priority to us than God's Word. Even now, Jesus wants the brethren to be comforted by knowing He will see them through anything that comes their way. That He will be your hope when His feel-all hope is gone. Furthermore, He wants us to follow the same command He gave Peter so that we, too, will enlighten others about the truth of who Jesus really is. He was born of a virgin by the seed of the Holy Spirit. He lived a sinless life and was the only spotless one worthy of taking the punishment once and for all for sin. And when we place our faith in Him and give Him the Lordship over our lives, He will restore all the good that the enemy has tried to sift out of our lives. Be strengthened today, and confidently say in the name of Jesus, Faith fail me not.